0: And it's listener letter time. This week's letter, let's see here. Oh, oh my goodness. It's from Tong the Fixer, an old acquaintance from the Veiled Stair, who writes to us all the way from the Waking Shores in the Dragon Isles. And he writes, Dear Mafuni, Greetings, old friend. You may not know this, but I have recently expanded my innkeeping operations. Oh, wow. I followed Rathion, who, as you know, did some business out of my inn, the tavern in the mist and the veiled stairs, to the Dragon Isles. Since arriving I have taken over operations of an inn at the Obsidian Bulwark. I've been speaking with some of the other innkeepers here in the Dragon Isles, and am writing to you in the hopes that you might convince Velmic to ret- Oh no, you might convince Velmic to return to doing inn reviews. There are many new inns, and they could use the advertising. And, of course, we would certainly make it worth your while, if you take my meaning. Hmm, that's Tong, all right. Best regards, Tong. Well, Tong, what a great letter. And it certainly is wonderful to hear from you. And I'll pass along your request to Velmic. Best of luck in your new venture, and thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. In business news, reliable sources from within the Azeroth business community are reporting that an exciting new shopping experience may soon be available. The Tawny and Wilder and Zanshiri trading posts in Stormwind and Orgrimmar respectively will offer a wide variety of interesting goods in a unique setting, everything from attire to mounts. The Half Hill Report will continue to monitor this story and report more As it becomes available, there is an additional exciting rumor circulating amongst fashionistas that the arbiters of fashion in Azeroth may be relaxing their strictures on attire. For as long as anyone can remember, certain types of, quote, common attire were simply not acceptable amongst the well dressed. But that's about to change. It will soon be acceptable for anyone to, quote, dress down for comfort. Or to simply make a fashion statement. Huh. (laughs) I guess my patched overalls will finally be fashionable. The news is brought to you in part by the Red Crane Society, who remind us that we're all in this together. Hey folks, you know what's always in fashion? Great selection and quality at low prices. And you'll find both when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. Now that the holiday season is past, it's time to take stock of your pantry, garden, and farm, and see what you might need. Which, of course, you'll find at Half Hill Market. Half Hill Market, open every day, all year round. A world of shopping, right here, in our own backyard. That music can mean only one thing. It's time for Jeanne's Huddle. With our very own sports reporter, Jean Ironchin, brought to you by Moonberry Juice. This week, Jan is reporting from the Dragon Isles to talk about the exciting sport of dragon racing. Take it away, Jan.
1: And Ironchin here, reporting from the Obsidian Bulwark in the Waking Shores, where I'm about to attempt the exciting new sport of dragon racing. The sport has quickly taken over the sporting world in Azeroth for its novelty and its excitement. Racing against the clock, competitors fly through checkpoints while avoiding obstacles designed to impede their progress in a mad dash to try and achieve the fastest possible time. I've been provided a lovely red proto-drake, and I'm about to try this for the very first time myself. Okay, I'm on a rocky green outcropping, the countdown starting. I can see the first few checkpoints in front of me. It doesn't look too bad, actually. I think it's going to be fine. All right, I'm through the first one, and a gold ring in front of me. Oh, that's not too bad. I really wish I wasn't quite so close to this lava field. Oh, okay, that was very close to some sort of a large beast. Okay, these are very sharp turns, and all of a sudden we're going a lot faster. I don't know why my dragon keeps flying through these whirlwinds. It seems to want to go faster than I want to go. Oh, that's a very hard right turn. Okay. okay please don't fly. Okay, he flew through another one. All okay, right, going through some rocks. Oh, watch out for that. Okay, good. He knows what he's doing, because I almost crashed into a, uh, some sort of a rock bridge. All right. Well, these are very sharp turns. Whoa, not into the lava field. Okay. Okay, how am I doing? All right. All oh, right, looks like I'm close to the end. Okay, I can see the last few rings. That's not too bad. I might, might I might, might actually make it. Oh, and I ran into a tree at the end. That hurt a lot. Okay, check the time. 57 seconds. That was the most terrifying 57 seconds of my life. Well, that's it for me this week. This is Jan Ironchin reminding you to keep your eye on the ball and your paws on the ground.
0: Thanks, Jan. Jan's Huddle is sponsored by Moonberry Juice. Sold everywhere, used by everyone. Checking the Azeroth calendar, well, the winter veil season has come and gone, and a new year is before us, full of many new adventures, I'm sure. Silas Darkmoon and his band of merrymakers raises the tents of the Darkmoon Fair today for another week-long celebration of all that's weird and wonderful in Azeroth. And in just a couple of weeks, the Lunar Festival will be here. It's time once again for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, with everyone's favorite Trani travel correspondent, Velmic. This week we have a special treat, a remote report from Velmic and Professor Talib from the Dragon Isles. Let me just fire up the radio here. Okay. Velmic, Talib, are you there? Hey there, Tosh.
2: Hello, Tashi.
0: Well, it's great to hear from you both. How are things in the Dragon Isles? Oh, you know, the usual things. The Primal Incarnates and the Primalists are stirring up trouble. The Aspects are relighting the old Stones.
2: Rathion discovered he had a brother.
0: A Simulacrum of Sindragosa is helping Calagos to lead the Blue Dragonflight. Wait, what? I know, right? But that isn't what we are here to talk about this week. Wait, wait a minute. What what could possibly be more interesting than what you just mentioned? Tosh, if you would just calm down, I'll tell you. Dowlin and I had Professor Talib over to dinner during Wintervale, and she mentioned that she wanted to go to Dragon Isles to explore and do research on some of the technology there.
2: That's right, and since Velmic mentioned he wanted to go check in on Demesis and Tilly, I suggested that we go together.
0: Oh. Um, okay, interesting.
2: What is it, Tashi?
0: Well, it's just, you know, I mean, dinner and this trip. I don't recall getting any invitations. Oh, Tashi, sorry. Would you have wanted to come on this trip? Not really, no. Ugh. But it's nice to be asked.
2: You know you are welcome to join us whenever you want, Tashi. I could always use an assistant.
0: Thanks Professor. So, what do you two have to report that's more interesting than Rathion's long-lost brother and the return of Syndragosa? Okay, so on our way out to Azure Span, where Demesis and Tilly are helping Blue Dragonflight, we stop at a place called Dragonscale Base Camp.
2: This is an important base for the Dragonscale expedition. They can study the nearby proto-dragon breeding grounds and many important archeological ruins in the area. In addition, it's a jumping off point for adventures where they can rest, do repairs, and pick up last minute supplies. A few of them take the opportunity to learn to cook from head chef Stax and his sous chef Butterfingers.
0: That's right, Professor. Dragon Scale Base Camp was set up by Nyladia Rivergleam a blood elf, and Tadi Whiskers, a wild dwarf, who adventurers met in Orgrimmar and Stormwind when preparing for trip to Dragon Isles. We met up with them when we got here. Naledia was very nice welcoming us and suggested we talk to some of important suppliers at camp. So we talked to Rayana, a very interesting night elf who is lead historian and sells supplies for researchers.
2: That's right, Velmic. She had many useful things. Next, we met Pathfinder Jeb, a striking Colteran gentleman who stressed the importance of planning and preparation for any expedition into the wilderness. He even went so far as to say you should take 10 of everything and live to regret a heavier backpack.
0: That sounds awful. You know, I thought so too, anyway. Next, we talked to Boss Megor, the lead for Artisans Guild. He was very proud of the work the artisans were doing there and said they were working on everything from shovels to robot ducklings. Robot t- What possible use could those be to anyone?
2: I wondered the same thing, Tashi, and I fully intend to go back and learn more about them. That's high on my list of things to study.
0: Good. Because I want to go back and study the Onaran potatoes he sold, which he had roasting on forge, Very tasty. Well, food is just as good a discovery as anything else, Velmic. You know, if I recall, that's what brought you to Pandaria to begin with. Oh, speaking of Pandaria, I got a letter from Tong the Fixer.
2: Tong? The same Tong that ran the tavern in the myth?
0: Yeah, amazing, huh? Anyway, he's running an inn in the Dragon Isles now, in, uh, just a minute, where did that note go? Uh, ah, right, at the Obsidian Bulwark. Velmic, he asked me to ask you if you would consider going back to doing inn reviews for all the new inns in the Dragon Isles. Oh, I don't know, Tosh. Uh, I hope you'll at least consider it.
2: Tashi. Did Tong offer to make it worth your while?
0: Well, yeah, but, (laughs) you know, that's just who he is. It doesn't mean anything.
2: (sighs) Yes, I know.
0: Okay, okay. I'll think about it, Tosh. Can we go on with story, please? Sure. Sorry.
2: The next one we met was cataloger Jakes, another Kulteran who has a magic book listing all the known artifacts in the Dragon Isles. She's logging all the ones found by adventurers. What I wouldn't give for an hour with that book. I'll be visiting her again, too.
0: What? What was that? It sounded like a cat? Oh, <laughs> that is clarabelle a very big cat here at camp who is the official mouser. But you know, I am thinking she has either killed all mice already or not so good at her job. The whole time we have been here, she has been chasing a butterfly.
2: (laughs) Velmic, you could start doing reviews again with the inn here. The innkeepers, Maribeth and Grandpap Whiskers, seem to run a tidy place.
0: Seriously, Professor, it's a tent. How hard can it be to keep a tent tidy? And why do they need two innkeepers for a tent? And that story that Grandpap Whiskers told about how Tadi found her griffin windfeather sounded like a tall tale to me. And we had to dodge bananas being thrown from Marmoni Doc Nanners. No, I am not going to review that in. Um, that sort of sounded like a review to me. Hmm,
2: moving along. Right before we got on with Utashi, we met cataloger Wolford, who is cataloging the Wild Preserve. He says there's a great deal of knowledge to be found and filed out there.
0: Cataloger wolf? Wolver- hey, wasn't that the gnome that, that was flirting with Tilly and Stormwind? <laughs> yes, and he was doing same with Professor Tulip.
2: He was not.
0: Oh, yes, he was. You just didn't notice.
2: What a good imagination you have, Velmic. In any case, we are off to take some photos of proto-dragons for him very exciting to be involved in the research.
0: And speaking of that, we should go do some of that before it gets dark, Professor.
2: Yeah, well, Mick. Talk to you soon, Tashi.
0: Dionys Akatash. See you next week. Well, they certainly signed off quickly, but I'm sure we'll be hearing from them again soon. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Next time your travels take you through Pandaria, drop by and see us, won't you? And when you do, remember to ask Denden Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks, and be sure to tune in later this week for another high-sea adventure with Captain Gallibell and his brave crew on The Voyage of the Crimson Countess. This week's adventure, Port of Call, Waking Shores. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip. The Half Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment, Inc., in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at half Hill Report, or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.